Alika Hope and Change welcomes a variety of opinions and points of view in our Changemaker series. The purpose of the podcast is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Wow, that is some kind of slamming intro song. I wonder who wrote it. Oh, wait, I know. It would be your host, Alika Hope, the host of Alika Hope and Change, with my co-host, who did not write the song, but who are you? I am Change, also known as Emil, the big brother, from a different mother. Wow, you just had to go out and tell everybody our business, huh? (laughs) I think they already knew, sis. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah, you know, and I just actually, just when you said that, I was thinking about that term, half-brother and half-sister. People used to say that to me, and I'd be like... They're not half. What the heck is a half brother? I'm sorry, but I got two older brothers and I got a little sister and they ain't half nothing. They half, half of what? Half of everything is everything. Hello. Half of everything is everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a math thing. That's a math thing. We, we, we always say a portion of infinity is always infinity, right? So you have to, you have to have a finite number. So our relationship is everything. Mm-hmm. So there is no half of everything because that's still everything. That's right. All I know is you're just my brother from a different mother. Look, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun. Matter of fact, you came, you came mm-hmm. before the show, you were throwing elbows, but I forgave you because I'm your wow. big brother you're and tired, I really buddy. love you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Alika, let's remember, mm-hmm. I'm the big brother and yes, I should be... I'm going to say this with all of the pomp and circumstance of a British member of parliament. Uh I should be respected. I love it when you call me big brother. Put your (laughs) hands in the air if you a true sister. I love it when you call me big brother. Thank you. I just came up with that right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was good. So I was actually um, talking to uh, uh, a fan of our show this week. Oh, were you really? Oh, a fan. I was. Shout out to the fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska is in the house, right? And what? Omaha, Nebraska has yeah. been listening faithfully. And here's what she told me. She's like, your sister and I must be on the same vibe because I Why? know what song she's going to sing before she sings it. Nah. I was like, yeah, she's like, she loves listening to the show because she loves to sing the songs or guess what song you're going to sing when you break out. She loves it. It's like, it's like, it's like, I guess it's like a, a form of musical clairvoyance or something, but she's like, really? I know what song she's going to sing. And then she'll sing it with you. I like this person. <laughs> can, can, can we say her name or no? Shout out to Amy of Polite Gardens. Hello, Amy. Amy. Thank you for being a listener Amy. and for giving us great feedback. And remember everybody who's out there, yeah. our helper, who's been awesome about our PR Mm-hmm. Bree has Bree. us answering all of your questions, all of your comments on Instagram at Alika Hope and Change. No longer do we use our email address 
at Alika Hope and Change on Instagram, <laughs> and we will hear you. Shout out to Bree for making sure we Brie stay Mooney. current. She really has. Like, she's already upped our listenership and everything. I'm like, oh my goodness, the heat is on. We have more listeners now. I gotta like come correct. I gotta step. What did they say in the '80s? You gotta step correct, right? Word. Is that the, is that the '80s? <laughs> Word. Or is that later? Word? Okay, word up. <laughs> ah, y'all pretty ladies in Omaha. Got a real thing to show you, so tell all the boys and girls. That was for you, Amy. Word up. See? Uh, uh, I wonder if she knew uh, I was going to sing that when you said word. <laughs> tell me what's the word. No matter where you say it, Omaha, you know that you'll be heard. Uh. Okay, so in all seriousness, seriousness though, um... We have a phenomenal guest on oh in the my second gosh, and yes. third segment, and uh, I'm going to introduce her. Emil actually might introduce her uh, because he actually met up with this spiritual goddess, or I say spiritual warrior, um, who we're going to have on in the show later. I'm very excited about that because I think that she's our first... Um, Changemaker series guest of 2022, no? Number right? one of 2022. And I was super wow. excited to bring her on. I actually called her on another issue and I was talking with her and she was just downloading so much dope info. I yeah. said, there's no way I'm letting this person pass by the opportunity to be our first guest of 2022. She is a true changemaker. Her name is Teresa Bruni. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's a genuinely passionate healer and spiritual warrior who assists individuals in breaking through obstacles that prevent them from living life to the fullest. She believes mm. that everyone deserves healing, physical, emotional, and spiritual, resulting mm -hmm. in an abundant and fulfilled life. So mm. it, her story is really awesome because when she was asked as a child, what do you want to be when, she, when you grow up? Her mm -hmm. answer was always the same. She wanted to be a teacher. Yes. She took a detour into technology. But it was clear to her that the best part of her job was working directly with the people and assisting them in working more productively. So since mm. working with people was always a number one priority, making a difference in their lives, mm -hmm. she, had to, she had to come out of technology because she had a decade-long bout with a chronic illness that would mm -hmm. change her career. So she mm. was completely disabled and she was trying to figure out how to change her life she figured she realized Western medicine alone couldn't get her well, so she had to find her own way through it. So wow. she conquered her illness and returned to full-time work in January 1999, over 20 years ago, based on her work, figuring out what would work for her. So she's hey. now in uh, seeing uh, private clients, mm -hmm. and she's also a heart-centered um, uh teacher and she works with heart-centered entrepreneurs people like myself and you alika we have this big giant heart that yeah. we want to use uh to facilitate change in the world but we don't want to lose ourselves along the way she helps uh, no. uh, she helps these heart-centered entrepreneurs break through into their greatness and recognize and build on their strengths her understanding of conscious energy makes for a perfect fit for any practitioner who strives to uh, motivate others She's a number wow. one selling international best-selling author. She's a speaker and she's the founder of Less Fear, More Flow, LLC. And she is the founder of the 2020 Resilience Journal Project. She lives life from her heart and is an innate teacher who believes that our thoughts are our only limit. 
She's wow. got a thousand certifications. She's a professional, certified professional coach, certified energy leadership index master practitioner, site K preferred facilitator, per K catalyst, heart math certified practitioner, and more. But here's the real kicker. She's actually a very sweet individual who wants people to know that what they hear is not mm -hmm. the last word to their health, their wealth, or their well, well This is the kind of guest that we love here on Alika Hope Amen. and Change, a true change maker who's come to help us start the year properly by giving us a different way of seeing the world a different way so and you know i need different ways well, go you ahead know, sis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you and i have gone through our share of struggles right yes we've seen the obstacles the ups and downs the highs and lows yes. we've seen the east and the west we've seen the north and the south but these are not permanent conditions no they are not they are only temporary, and there's always ways to heal, to change, to have hope. I'm trying to think of a song for Amy before we take a break. And <laughs> you did say you and I, so I'm going to go out with this one. You and I must make a pact. We must bring salvation back. Where there is love, I'll be there. I'll and we'll be, be there. Oh, he's saying, he's saying, y'all, he's saying. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. We will be here and we will be here with Miss Teresa Bernie. We'll be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. Bring in we're, our guest. We're back Please. with a League of yes. Hope and Change. Yes. And we have a phenomenal guest phenomenal. who opened our Change Maker series of 2022. Mm -hmm. Her name is Teresa Bruni, and she's here to just rap with us, to talk with us, to share with us a little bit about what she does, and more importantly, why she does it and whom she helps with it. So, Teresa, welcome to our show. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're we are glad you came. very excited. Yes. And um, uh, you have a, an amazing biography. Emil did a great job introducing you. And I want to know. Yeah, go ahead. No, he certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sitting here going, is that really me? Like, who this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I feel you. It's like she has a this and this. And I'm like, what? Who? What? Oh, oh she's right here on our show. What? That's why I had to bring her on. I was like, when I talked to her, I was like, yo, this is a fountain of knowledge. Teresa, how did you accumulate all of these, all of these certifications and all this knowledge? Well, you know, I'm a learning junkie and I've I never graduated college. Uh, I wanted to get out and work in the world when I got out of high school. I did go to a trade school, so my first career was in professional photography, very right-brained. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to hit the field running. So I've taken, you know, I've been to college, but I've never graduated college. And um, as I said, I'm a learning junkie. Uh, I just love to learn. That is 
Awesome. So I'm actually going to steal that phrase, learning junkie, because if there's something to be addicted to, I think learning is it. So you started in professional photography, and um, it says in your bio that you had a 30-year career in technology. So help me understand that transition from this right-brained photography sort of trade that you were in into something that is very much not right-brained in that context and more rigid in technology. Yeah, so that was very interesting the way that I, that that happened. What I discovered when I graduated from photography school and I went into professional photography, um, it you know only the real famous New York photographers made a lot of money. So that here I was living in Sacramento, California, uh, working in a portrait studio, making sixteen thousand dollars a year, and I knew that wasn't going to make it for me. You know, I just that just wasn't going to work. And so I was married at the time and my my husband and I started a business and I took care of the books. Uh, Sitting behind a desk and playing with numbers is never anything I ever thought I would enjoy. But it turns out that numbers are pretty magical. So I, I agree. Um, yeah, numbers are <laughs> magical. Yeah. And and uh, so when my marriage broke up, um, I sought out an account, a, a, you know, a career in accounting. Again, I was very successful without having a college background, knock wood. And I ended up running mainframe accounting systems for uh, almost, yeah, for <laughs> about, yeah, for about 10 years. Um, and, and right about at that time, that's when my health failed. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you went from photography into accounting and then into mainframe systems, which was your foray into big technology. Yes. They were mainframe accounting systems. So, uh, so, you know, basically I was, and, and we're talking, you know, back in the mainframe days. And so I was teaching the the staff how to input data and how to export data out of this huge computer that was about the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Were you using uh, so, punch cards or key cards, or were you using no, keyboards? No, no, no. We, keyboards. <laughs> Key, I'm keyboards. So I'm so messing with you right now. I think you could find her first computer at the Smithsonian, Emil. I'm so messing. So, that was my sister no. who threw that at you. That wasn't me. Hey. Just, just understand. So you were, so you were, you were in, you were in that world of mainframe um, accounting systems for about a decade, you said, and then your health started failing. So what happened? What were you feeling? What was the, what was, what was going on with you that you said, "Uh Oh, I'm not well. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, my, I just wasn't feeling well. And, and the challenge was at the time that I was in such superior physical shape that my doctor could not find anything wrong with me. I mean, mm. you know, my, my body was strong and all, all of my blood work came out good. So he really didn't know what to do with me. And so he handed me some pills and sent me for stress management. Um, later on, I discovered that those pills were antidepressants and the stress management was a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But, you know, I had never been sick before and I, I came from you just do what the doctor tells you to do, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, but you know what? I, I ended up staying with that therapist 
for the entire time I was chronically ill because, uh, and here's, here's one thing that medical science I feel misses a lot of the time. Um, when you have someone who is battling a chronic health condition, uh, especially something like, like cancer, they mm -hmm. need their, they need therapy. They need mm -hmm. to be in mm -hmm. therapy. That's a lot to handle by yourself. Yeah. And oftentimes family and friends can't provide the kind of support that a qualified professional can. This is amazing that you were able to um, transition from these different, from different careers and then your chronic illness led you into a point uh, where you were like, this is insufficient. I'm not well, but I'm seeing people who should help me be well. Yeah. So as you got down the road with this chronic illness over time and you found that it wasn't getting better, you were listening to your doctor, there must have come a day when you said enough is enough or something yes. must change. What, what, was, what was your catalyst for that change? Yes. So, uh, so I was fortunate in that I was living up in the Northeast Corridor between New York and Philadelphia. And so mm -hmm. I had access to some of the best doctors in the country. I was being treated at the University of Medicine and Dentistry in Newark, and I gave them seven years. Now, um, having never been ill before, I just did what my doctors told me to do. That's what most of us do. We trust the system. Mm -hmm. And what happened was um, medical science, typically, they treat the symptoms, so um, I was suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. And um. so they had me on a chemical cocktail and I was taking activating antidepressants in the morning to give me energy, mm -hmm. sedating antidepressants at night to help me to sleep. I was taking uh, pharmaceuticals for the pain, pills for this, pills for that. And what happened one day is I literally had a meltdown and mm -hmm. I was on the I was on the floor crying and my boyfriend said to me, you know, you've got to get off those drugs. This, you know, your personality has changed. That was my epiphany. And oh my. that was and that was the day I I took a good hard look and I said, you know what? I've given them 7 years and we're not getting anywhere. Right. And that, that go ahead. Oh, no, no. Keep going. No, just yeah, processing yeah. So, what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. So I um, I made a decision to uh, get off the drugs. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's listening, please don't just stop taking your drugs. You, you have to do your research. You, there are a lot of drugs that you just cannot come off of abruptly. Um, but I did my research. I weaned myself off of all the drugs. Because at that point, I couldn't even tell the difference between my symptoms and the side effects of the drugs. And I mm. needed to weed that out. And then I turned inward. And I started to look inward and to face um, tra unhealed traumas and unresolved emotions. And when I started to do that, miraculously, my body began to heal. And Incredible. we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we would like to hear more about your healing journey. And also, Teresa, how you now help others. Okay. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
All right, we're back. And um, Teresa, could you tell us kind of about your inward journey and then also how you now help others? It'd be great to hear about that. Yeah, so Alika, this is really fascinating because um, I just started doing things that came to me intuitively. So, and remember, I recovered in 99, so I didn't have the internet available to me. Um, I started visualizing, I started, you know, imagining what life would be like when I got well again, and what would I do with my life when I got well again? And um, uh, I had all these little visualizations to uh, kill off the virus in my body, and um, I started doing mirror work. So, for instance, one day I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and I looked, I looked at myself, and I, and I realized that I didn't recognize myself. Mm. And I got real close to the mirror, and I looked deep into my own soul, and I started to have a conversation with myself. And boy, was that emotional. And wow. so, you know, I just went inward and started to do these things that came to me naturally. Now, here's the interesting part. After I recovered about 10 years later, my cousin introduced me to Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. And for mm -hmm. people who don't know, Louise, is she was the founder of Hay House Publishing. Oh, okay. I'm reading her book. She cured herself of cancer and, and I'm reading her book and she's talking about mirror work and she's talking about, you know, visualization. And I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I invented these things 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this person robbing my yeah. life of its secrets? Yeah. And so, so what that told me is we all have the intuitive knowledge that we need to heal. We just have to tap into it. Yep. That is so fascinating. What it sounds like to me is that you were able to um, convince yourself, convince yourself that your body was capable of doing something that it was maybe designed to do. You know, yes. our bodies are constantly regenerating. So it's a beautiful thing to see that our bodies can regenerate well when it's not well. And you were able to tap into that. So as Alika alluded to, you were able to help yourself. You're able to see things with a different eye, uh, yourself, you know, in the mirror, especially it sounds like, but then you were able to make this transition into helping others. And so, you know, show me, show us how, especially our listeners, how you went from seeing yourself with that new lens to saying to others, I think I know how to help you do the same thing. Well, it, as soon as I recovered, I wanted to give back. I knew I wanted to give back because I knew I could teach people how to get well. And, but I didn't know how to do that. Mm. And again, 1999, there were not a lot of life coaches around. So I went back into technology for about six more years. And then, you know, the thrill was gone. It was time to make a change. And through a sequence of events, uh, I ended up in a life coaching program, and suddenly I had the skills to teach people what they needed to know to get well. Mm. And so, so that's how that transition happened. So, you know, again, I'm a learning junkie. So, 
I love it. Definitely. Um, and, and I was always a teacher anyway, even as you heard me say earlier, even in my corporate career, part of my job was teaching the staff how to put the information in and how to get the information out. Mm-hmm. So I've always it begins been a teacher. To, it, the story begins to gel and your journey of you know being self-healing. One of the things that Alika and I often talk about on the show is that we love the people who are doing the hard work. The hard work, uh, first responders do hard work. Our military yeah. does mm-hmm. hard work. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are people like you who do hard work as well. And so this hard work is not limited to one field. Um, I never discount people who've spent 10, 12 years in their profession, perfecting their art, their craft, especially like a medical doctor or a lawyer. But at the same time, doesn't it feel good to be able to empower the individual so they can ask the right questions or look for alternative ways to solve problems rather than simply relying on uh, an expert? It does. And, and because we have a big problem in this country, the, our medical system is broken and there are th- hundreds of thousands of dedicated, truly de- dedicated and talented healthcare professionals who save lives every single day, but they're working in a broken system. And if you want to get well, you're going to have to become an empowered patient. Uh, d- you know, please learn from my mistake. Do not hand your health over to the system and give them seven years to get you, get you well. It seems to me like, and and, and and just thinking about the work that you do when you're working with people, um, that if that another you know way to look at this is to have combined approaches, right? So exactly for those people listening, like if somebody out there, I have a couple of friends that have fibromyalgia that I, that, that certain medications have helped them a lot, and at the same time they're also doing, you know, other self help techniques, and I think. One of the beautiful things is like, it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? It can be what works for the individual. And it it seems to me that working with someone like you, um, you know, a spiritual warrior, people can use what they need and what's helpful from the medical field, but also tap into that intuitive spiritual piece. And um, I admire that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I I highly recommend that people take the best that medical science has to offer. When it comes to pharmaceuticals, there there are certain pharmaceuticals that keep people alive every single day, like epilepsy medication Mm -hmm. and heart Mm -hmm. medications and Mm -hmm. even even painkillers. Anyone who has had a severe case of fibromyalgia knows how debilitating pain can be. So Mm -hmm. we need to level the playing field. And so we need to use the pharmaceuticals to our advantage, but they should never, ever be a long-term solution. There's always Mm. an underlying issue that needs to be looked at. And in today's medical society, doctors don't have time for that. They're caught up in a system where they can only spend 15 minutes with a patient. It's not like when the doctor used to come to your house and he, he knew you as a person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. They, we, uh, you know, go, go ahead. Yeah, they look at your lab results. They mm-hmm. diagnose you. They're excellent at that, mm-hmm. and then usually, usually, you're handed a pharmaceutical. 
So we only have a, a little bit of time left, just about a minute left. And I um, wanted to give you a chance to tell people how, how do they reach you? So if they want to talk more with you and learn more about what you do and working with you, what's the best way to reach out to you? They can reach me at my website. And that is my name, TeresaBruni.com. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of free resources on my website. And I also Ooh. give I also give complimentary consultations. So anyone who wants to speak with me about their health challenges Uh, I welcome them to come. And the reason I do that is because I interviewed a lot of doctors that I never hired when I was sick. And, you know, a a $500 an hour attorney will give you a consultation, but a doctor will not. Mm -hmm. I will give you a a consultation. That's great because I think a lot of people want to be able to try what try before they buy. Not that they buy sure. you, but you know what I'm saying. Like I think that's valid, no. and that that says something to your credibility as well. Yeah, they they have the right to meet me and interview me, and and uh, so that's just you know something that was important to me. These are the kind of things that help us help our listeners. So listeners. Um, Teresa Bruni is available to you. You can go to her website, T-E-R-E-S-A-B-R-U-N-I.com, TeresaBruni.com. I found her on LinkedIn. You can find her there as well. Um, Do not be afraid to ask for help. And remember that it's okay to be an empowered patient. So, Teresa, thank you very much for spending time with us today. You have been a great guest for our first changemaker of 2022. and. We love the fact that you are out helping people figure out the best way to heal themselves. So yes. more power to you. And we look forward to um, talking to you some more. Oh, it's my, been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. And everybody out there, take care, be well, and go be a change maker. Have a nice week. Bye now. If you enjoyed what you heard today on Alika Hope and Change, please head over to iTunes to rate the show and leave a review. It's really the best way for you to show your support for the show. And bonus, it costs you $0. Join the conversation on Instagram, share this episode with your friends on social media, or just tell others by word of mouth. Thank you and keep sharing hope and change.